seriously, there's one wall between me and where the Wii U sits. Won't doesn't doesn't cut. God, it. the Wii U it. is such a fucking piece of shit. It really is. Why does it even exist? I've never understood it. Well, luckily they took the one good idea, which was have a handheld peripheral, and did what we all wanted the Wii U I mean, to be. The Switch is great. The Wii U is like, hey, what if we made the Switch but made it garbage town? Yeah, a portable I'm system sure that you can't they're... move anywhere. Their design what? philosophy. <laughs> We're going to make our Switch later, so right now, it's like this terrible version. Right, it's I think that's what it was, down. is they wanted us to really just get our appetites whetted <laughs> for, <laughs> for something better. And once we were good in W-H-E-T-T-E-D-Y-D. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I don't even think I spelled it right. We yeah. sharpened appetites? No, that's, that's that how is... you spell wetted if it's I was gonna for... Say, yeah. For is it really? Appetite. Yeah, you wet yeah. your appetite. It's not actually. That is what it is. Your appetite does not get moist. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does get moist. I mean, you start salivating, so. Mm. I suppose. It not helps you masticate, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's it for this podcast. I remember to like, comment, subscribe. <laughs>
I couldn't fall asleep after DLC. doing the 24-hour stream. I have not done the DLC yet. You haven't? You couldn't fall asleep? No, not. Sorry, the day after is what I meant. <laughs> that makes more sense. Okay. Three, it's like 3.30 a.m. That'd be pretty strange. 24 hours? Not enough. <laughs> Gotta keep going. We're gonna go 48 <laughs> hours next year. Hell yeah. Um. So, got to 100% Spider-Man. That is a good game. Um. I wish it made you feel more like Spider-Man. Uh, I've also been playing, of course, some Destiny. We tried raiding over the 24-hour stream. Something happened. I don't remember what it was, but for some reason, we weren't able to, to complete that. I don't, I don't remember either. Mm. Mm. It's um, probably that you guys suck dick. <laughs> yeah, probably. That helps. Uh, <laughs> additionally, I've been playing some Overwatch, trying to get Alex's competitive numbers up. Gosh. Wow. Y'all really <laughs> hate on him. By the way, I'm Sam. I'm... Hey, shut this is your intro. You this is not your time. <laughs> In the middle of Aaron's thing. Okay. No. <laughs> Cancel the podcast. Aaron, it's cut over. it out in post. It's fine. <laughs> Aaron does a lot of editing work on the podcast. Oh, so so much know. anymore. So much. So much. Um, and then I've been playing two other games in VR, but uh, I'm gonna let uh, Alex and Caleb talk more about those. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Caleb, since you were ready, you can go. Oh yeah. Uh, I played and finished the campaign for Frostpunk. Um, Frostpunk is like a RTS? like an RTS, but there's no like PvP or military or anything. You're just trying to keep your people alive. Like a resource gathering RTS. Yeah. So wow, you're trying to build did out I this just like describe a game correctly. Surprise <laughs> for once. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm still to it. very confused <laughs> for what this game is though. <laughs> so you have like a center a heater essentially. Sure. And there's like a there's like a apocalyptic winter happening, and Naturally. you build out radi radially from the center of this sort of heater, and you uh, collect all these like coal and wood and whatnot to run your heater, and you try to keep everybody alive hmm. through a terrifying winter. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. So it's like it was a really dark cool. room. Yeah, it, actually a lot like it. Wow. Okay, like, nailed it. I would draw a lot of parallels to a dark room. That actually does sound pretty good because a dark room kicks ass. Yeah, there's even, like, at first I was like, oh, it's kind of a dark room right alike. And then you build this thing called a beacon, and you can send out scouts to different oh, areas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very a dark room-like. I really but like... It was pretty cool. I really like the theme, uh, just the steampunk, and how, like, good the game actually looks. Oh, yeah, it looks really good. Mm -hmm. And once you complete the main campaign, it does a... Oh. Okay, that's cool. That is neat. Uh, I've also been playing the two VR games that Aaron's, Aaron mentioned. Um, Windlands 2 and Echo Combat. Uh, Windlands 2, we played Windlands a while back. It's a game that Jake will not enjoy. Did that make him sick immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you really get that sick you... in VR? Oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Anything I... where you're like moving through the air? It kind of depends, because, like, um, what's that game Born where you Echo. fight the red guys? Oh. Super hot. Super hot. Super, Super hot. hot's fine. <laughs> Lone Echo, which everyone was like, oh, Lone Echo is fine. I had to stop. Like, pretty much right <laughs> up after the tutorial, I literally put the headset down mm. and laid down for, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't. It's like anything with artificial motion, then. I think so, like, oh, Super yeah. Hot, Super hot is cool, because it puts you at specific locations, and you move yourself. Mm -hmm. Like your body in real life, but besides that, there's no movement. Yeah, I still so, super, super hot is still the number one game when people come over to play. Like 
VR, they're like, hey, can, can we play Super Hot? Like, you've played it like a dozen <laughs> times, but I guess, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Because uh, you're like Neo in the Matrix in that game. Yeah, pretty much. That's crazy. Cool. Pretty much. Anyways, you were saying some stupid stuff, Caleb. Yeah, Windlands. <laughs> Uh, so Windlands is like a 3D platformer in VR. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't even gotten bad yet. The primary movement is so to move around on the ground, you just move the stick forward, and your character like slides forward, Mm-mm. and it, you're almost skating. It feels like almost skating. And then the way you move around mostly is you jump into the air, and then you have grapples in both of your hands, grappling hooks, and you grapple something, and then you swing off of it. Oh my god. So basically you're just swinging around the world trying to get to these really hard to reach platforming areas. That is atrocious. That's it's like quite, quite illegal. <laughs> Holy god. And the and further Windlands we play the, 2, the less platforms there are. Go ahead. Sorry. So it's just way more open. Windland 2 added multiplayer. It added bows so that you can shoot at enemies. There were no enemies in Windlands 1. Um I guess it's storyline. I thought there was something else. There was storyline in the first one. This one's like a campaign with like characters that talk to you. Right. And stuff. There were no like NPCs or anything in the first one, but it had like an overall. First one's thing. like a chill, like exploration platforming puzzle thing. Right. This one's like a uh, much more story campaign. Com- mm-hmm. Combat's so cool. Yeah. You're just like grappling around and shooting your freaking bow is so much fun. You just swing way up in the air and then like while you're flying through the air just like get off at a couple shots with your bow catch yourself again when you're coming back down swing around cool. some more i feel like during the battle scenes i'm playing hollow point just like flying around instead of being stationary <laughs> just whipping arrows from the back <laughs> pretty great yeah and all that alex talked about echo combat oh good oh good <laughs> alex what have you been playing echo combat so we've talked about Lone Echo before on the podcast. And then we in talked fact, about within this podcast, within this <laughs> one, yeah. that one's like the story based game. Um, Echo Arena came out a long time ago, maybe a year ago. And that's like a it's like a sports game with a disc that you're throwing through goals. And then now they've got Echo Combat, which is like the team based shooter version of it where you're floating around in zero gravity, either trying to push a cart or capture a, a king of the hill point. And it's very cool. It's very fun. I mean, that's pretty much it. There's not like a ton yeah. of... <laughs> There's like a couple special abilities. You try to take the points. It's really hard to describe how neat that game is. Sam yeah. watched some of it when we were streaming during the 24-hour stream. Yeah, I mean, just the mobility is so different from yeah. any other game I've seen. The way you are grabbing onto walls and pulling yourself to get momentum and like slinging around. Like there was... I was watching Alex's stream and he would just like hold onto a wall with one side and like lean out and take a couple pot shots and then just like push himself back behind the wall all with one hand on a wall. And like that was from what I could tell, that was your only form of movement, right? It's just grabbing onto the walls and stuff. There's that stuff. You also have little jet boosters on your wrists so you can like Iron Man around. Okay. I was wondering Actually, how you I guess were doing opposite like of Iron the Man minor little... <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man, you like put your palms down. This one, you put like your wrists forward. Oh, so it's like Superman. Superman. Yeah. Superman, if Superman used jets on his wrists instead of yeah. just <laughs> the innate ability yeah. to fly. Yeah, you can also not get started on Superman. 
You can also slingshot off of other people. Like, you can grab onto somebody. That you can right. like jetpack so forward, cool. and then you can you... throw them backwards to launch yourself forwards. Yeah, and, like the at the spawn points. Yeah. There's like uh, these spawn points with rings that will like slingshot you out of the spawn. And if you grab onto somebody that's taking the ring, you both get slingshot out, and then you freaking throw yourself off of their body, and you go even faster. Like you can conserve all the momentum. Really cool. Yeah, there's no drag or anything, right? Yeah. That is very cool. She agrees. She uh, agrees. <laughs> he does. So, um, I've also been playing a couple other VR things. Uh, Zero Caliber VR came out in Early Access on Steam. It's a um, co-op shooter. Like a, It's like a tactical like military-style shooter. Except for it also has like climby physics. So you can like walk up to buildings and climb up the sides of them and stuff to get to like the roofs and things like that. And um, I don't know. It's got snipers. It's got military weapons. It's the rest of it's kind of standard. Uh, and then I've also been playing a little bit of Iron Wolf VR, which is a submarine simulator in VR, which is very claustrophobic and cramped and. <laughs> There's a ton of controls in the submarine, and you've got to like manually load uh, torpedoes and stuff like that. It's like, very detailed and very crazy. Frank got me into that. How, uh, if you how can close believe it. is surprise, it surprise. to uh, that the submarine board game that we were played last unplugged? <laughs> Captain Sonar. Uh, Captain Sonar, yeah. which is can great. We not talk wanna, about that? Can we play it again? <laughs> yes, thank you. Let's <laughs> not. PTSD from that game. Oh, it's been a, been a year since I it's played it. It's been a year. No, because we played it. Nope. Y'all made us play it at. at Yep. Sometime when we were there. Thank you. Yes, in, there was another Virginia. time we played it. Doesn't it, count. It happened. I no, think it, it was, was in the summer, and it's too recent. It counts. Why the wounds are still fresh. <laughs> you guys made us play because you're like, oh, but it's a new year. It's 2018 now. I don't even remember what. Is that how they that got was. us? I'm pretty sure. Well, it was that, and it was the, I think the Crawford Sam, Sam got are you play please it. doing? Stop it's unwrapping like hard candies in <laughs> your yeah, mic, my right dude. In front of the microphone. <laughs> We're recording something. What are you doing? <laughs> my apologies. Uh, uh, gosh, what the fuck? <laughs> Look, you try entertaining a four-month-old, okay? Uh-huh. No uh -huh. thanks, I'm good. Oh man. Yes, yeah, so I need to get all of my playing. coworkers to play Iron Wolf with me. Yeah, how many, how many players is it? I don't know how many players it is. I feel like four. Hmm. Hmm. I was just playing with um, Frank. It's cool because there's discrete rooms in in the submarine. So you can like be in separate areas controlling a whole bunch of different things at the same time. And also, if you have to like surface for some reason and there's like uh, planes above that are attacking and stuff like that, there's like mounted guns on the top of the sub. <laughs> So go if we're going to make a comparison fun. to a board game, it sounds a lot more like that uh, space-themed board game we played last time we were there, where you're managing the different rooms and you can oh, sure. kill people. And yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Freaking that. game. But you have to like go into the targeting room and like figure out through the periscope where the target is and then like lock in the the distance and all this stuff. So what's make like sure the, the wind conditions? Gonna line up. Usually, it's, there's just like some objective, like you you're like looking for a ship that you need to sink or something like that, or like a oil platform. It's freaking hunt for Red October. <laughs> um, Jake, what have you been playing? Me, okay. Um, so recently I started playing The Missing, JJ Macfield and the Island of Memories. It's a sweary game. 
Uh, I actually tried to play it during the 24-hour stream, but it turns out some amount of the processing is based on your screen's refresh rate. Hmm. So whenever I tried to lower a bridge, I would get rocketed into outer space. <laughs> so that <laughs> sounds great. Pretty bad. But it's actually really cool. So it's kind of like a puzzle platform, a little reminiscent of like um, Inside or that game I can't remember anymore. Limbo. Limbo. Yeah. But instead of just being basic pulling and pushing of platforms, your character is immortal. And so you can lose limbs and lose all your limbs except your head and then just roll <laughs> around to get through like narrow passages. Great. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, it's a little busted if that screen rate thing didn't really tip you off. But once <laughs> I got that sorted out, it runs pretty good. It looks nice. And I'm actually having a pretty good time with it. Hmm. I haven't played too much of it. It looks like two hours, probably counting about 30 minutes of trying to get it to work right. But it's fun. I like it a lot. How did you fix it? I changed my screen's refresh rate. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. Not perfect. Uh, the other thing, and I actually did play this during the stream, was The Return of the Obra Din. It's a game by the guy who made Papers, Please. Oh. And it... So it's a mystery story. I actually think at least Caleb and Aaron will really like it. Probably Alex, too. It, it kind of reminds me of The Witness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the story is like, there's this ship... And everyone on it is dead. And you go around and you have to figure out who is who and how they died. And you have this little like pocket watch that lets you essentially view the moment that they died. As well as like a small snippet of dialogue immediately preceding it. So like based on that context and like exploring the environment, you have to figure out who everyone is. And I'm really, really bad at it so far. <laughs> <laughs> I... Call people the wrong thing multiple times? Well, no, just like... I mean, I'm not very far in it. I've played... Oh, wow, only 30 minutes of it. Okay. But it was. I was just like, man, I don't freaking know. This guy's <laughs> Steve, probably. <laughs> but, yeah, it's pretty cool. And the other cool thing about it is it looks like it's being run on, like, an old, old, old school computer. So the whole thing is kind of monochrome. With just like white lines, hmm. like it's to a very build weird art the whole style. ship. Yes, it's very strange. It looks cool though. Yeah, no, it's not as distracting as I thought it was going to be. It's really interesting. I would advise you guys to yeah. check it out. Chad, um, Owen, how is the uh, lowest rated Fallout game of all time going? Uh, fantastic. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a 46% on Medicare right now. I know that everyone hates on this game, and I think it's because everybody bought this game thinking it was going to be something completely different. Thinking it would it's be, be good. Fallout. I, I, I mean, it's, it's a Fallout game, but it's much more towards an MMO than a Fallout game. And so anyone buying it being like, oh, I want the next Fallout, you know, whatever, of course you're not going to get that. And uh, it's... It, from me playing it and from what I understand out of it, it much more seems like the same way that Pokemon had Let's Go of this is not the main series game. This is a thing that we did to do for like, you know, just to have fun and try out other stuff, do something different with the series other than main series game. And so once you get past that, 
this is not Fallout 5, and you understand that, it's actually a very fun game. I've been, I've put over 24, 25 hours into it already, and I'm having a blast. I've played it both with people and solo, and I've enjoyed it across the board. I haven't had any issues of, you know, finding my own fun, as people have said. It's just like, nah, this is fun. I'm going around, I'm shooting mutants, I'm building campsites and uh, looting things and, and modding my guns. I mean, I'm, I'm playing a Fallout game. There's a story there for, told through holotapes, and I'm learning all the different things from the holotapes, and I'm having fun with that. Like, I like it. Is it like Assassin's Creed Odyssey level of fun? Uh, I'd say I like this better than Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I also think Assassin's Creed Odyssey is pretty good as well. See, from somebody who has never been interested in a Fallout game, because the idea of dumping that many hours into a post-apocalyptic single-player campaign by myself just wandering through nuclear radiation just doesn't appeal to me, but going in and just blowing it all up with my friends sounds kind of interesting. You know, I, I enjoy games like... Daisy and H1Z1 and Ark and all those games that you just make your own adventures and you know do yeah. do crazy stuff. And I know that several people on this podcast <laughs> do not enjoy those games. Yeah, <laughs> I could not I be mean, farther from my. Kind I, of I, I got into a a uh, a firefight. Uh, like there is a bunch of super mutants fighting a bunch of scourge, and so there's this firefight that I just happened to be in the middle of, and I was like way underpowered for what was happening around me and this random dude in an uncle sam hat and nothing else just like underwear comes just running in with a giant sledgehammer and just beats the heck out of some things and then just keeps going like i just see him run across my screen kill a bunch of things and keep running across the screen and i was like this is awesome and so that's the story that you get for playing this game. Yeah. And some people aren't okay with that story, right? Like, to some people, that story is too ridiculous. It, it's not, you know, a well-crafted, written-by-a-professional-writer story. But to me, that story is so much more interesting to hear coming from you because I'll never have that experience, right? Like, that's something unique that you got to experience that if I play a Fallout 4 game, at the end of the day, we all really have the same experience if you 100% the game. Yeah. So I, I think it's pretty fun, and I think there's a lot... They're also doing a lot of different things to help improve the game. Uh, I know a lot of people have been complaining about, um, like, the inventory space being very small, and that is true. However, there's... Uh, you know, they made it small at the start because of the fact that um, they wanted to make sure that they wouldn't crash all of their goddamn servers. And so they're like, yeah, this is small, but on the flip side, you're going to be able to actually use things. And now that they realize that their servers aren't going to crash, they're going to make it bigger. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think it's just, it's fine. It's a fine game. Uh, it's going to be on sale during Black Friday. So pick it up. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm thinking maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it's one of those things that I'm just like, yeah, you can pick it up on, on the Black Friday sale, and it, it's, you know, I think that a game like this for 40 bucks or 30 bucks is perfect. That's, like, the exact price point, I would say. Do this, join in, it was like, fun. Well, but like you were saying at the beginning, it's if people want a single-player-focused RPG experience, then this isn't for them. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Not every game has to be for every person. Look, I really I'm just wanna... gonna throw this out there. If the game's price is higher than its Metacritic score, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. 
I really want to get like uh, five or ten. Yeah, I probably check it's it out. At, it's at like a sixty-one on PC. Oh, it is. Is it? I saw forty yeah. when I looked earlier this week. It's gone up. The lowest it has is PS4, which is forty-nine. Everything else okay, is sixty-one or sixty-two. Um, I really want to get. I, I wish Brock was here for the pre-pup because we could get his opinion. I mean, that guy has played more Fallout than oh my god anybody I know. So Just throw I mean, your voice to sound. So again. I do have. Yeah a couple friends that I was talking to about Fallout 76 today mm-hmm. and they were saying that, that you know they're they're big time Fallout 4 fans but they're having an absolute blast with it. They did say it's a little buggy, but it's a Bethesda game so yep. I don't think anybody's yeah. surprised by that. <laughs> to be buggy. I, I would yeah. say A it's a Bethesda game and B the other thing that I would say about it is that it's an MMO and if you've ever played any MMO, MMOs are buggy as shit cuz you have a ton of people in it. Like it's just how the games like work. I I don't think like, I've played any uh, expansion off of World of Warcraft that didn't have a bug in it at some point in time. Hey, one... I don't know that I would call <laughs> yeah, it an MMO. That's very comfortable. There's, like, not that many people in a single server. 12, right? Isn't it kind of like uh, Destiny? The, the like first in M in of... MMO is, like, massive. <laughs> and that implies well, a lot. Well, I think in this case, it's medium. Yeah, it's a medium. It's a medium I think Minimal. I don't know what the the actual Minimal. server limits are for people. But I've heard twelve. Yeah, there's so twelve players. Is it, there's got to be more just, than that. I thought it was just, like twenty something. Okay, splitting hairs. It's very yeah. small. I mean, it's instanced is what we're talking about, right? So like you're you're on a very small server. Yeah, with I mean, group of people. Can, yeah, you're you're going into a server instance, I guess, when you load into seventy six. Okay. okay. Hmm. Hmm. It is more MMO in design than anything, I think. Because yeah. Because yeah, all the I, I would quests say it's MMO seem like they're simple, like MMO style fetch or kill quests. Those things get boring pretty quick. Hey, at least there's no <laughs> escort quests since there's no NPCs, right? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there's some escort quests. Fuck oh you! my god! Oh, why would you even say that? <laughs> They're hilarious, though. God, <laughs> I've, oh, I've never man. had an escort quest that I've actually had that much fun with because you, uh, you have to escort one of the Mister Handies, and the Mister Handy, as you escort them around, is just like, man, I hope that they get this message in time, and like I fought uh like the way to get to Mister Handy to where he needed to be, and then he gets all the way to the end, and he was just like, congratulations. You've made it into uh, the lottery to be in uh, the vault when the nuclear bombs fall. And he's just talking to a corpse, telling them this. And I was like, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> the only escort quest I've ever liked is the Monster Hunter World one that is named the best kind of quest. <laughs> Here's the problem. Was the quest actually good or did it just have a silly no, name? just the name was <laughs> <God> good. <damn laughs> Which is why it's the only quest. one I've ever liked. <laughs> It was just like a just a small level of appreciation, really. Man, Unless you Euro count gamer gave Fallout seventy six a one. A one? Can they even do that? <laughs> sure they can. Like, won't Bethesda sue them or something? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like slander? I don't know. Slander. She's a one. A bizarre, boring, brutal. broken mess. <laughs> Scrap heap wow. challenge. Wow. Shit, dude! Sign me up. I don't Only think it's that bad. Like, I, I literally do think everybody just got on the hype train thinking that this was gonna be Fallout Six, 
or, or five and they're like yeah this is gonna be the best thing ever we're gonna it's gonna be great everyone's gonna fucking like you know i can do all the shit that i used to do in all the other fallouts and then they got it in their hands and realized this isn't that game and then they're just like pissed dude okay here's where you lose me though these are like people who get paid to review games and like all of them are negative pretty much like Looking at the Xbox One, that, you okay? This doesn't have many reviews. Never mind. <laughs> Let me see if I can find one with more. That initial um, text you sent when you're like talking about, oh yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> like at that point, I had heard nothing positive about the game until you said that. <laughs> I I just feel like I've heard like a few anecdotes at this point where some people were like, yeah, it's not that bad. And that's why I went in the text, you know, I said it's like, you know, this game isn't for everyone. This game is for specific people and they're going to love this. Uh, but as like the general public, if you're looking for Fallout 5, this is not it. Continue onwards. Do not yeah. play this game. And but that's the thing is everyone's like think, looking at it in that lens. And that's not what this game is. I think if you're like an avid MMO player and you like games like survival crafting games like Ark and stuff like that, you probably will really like this game. Listen, part where you lose all your progress. At a minimum, at a <laughs> minimum, they decided to put out an MMO and not a freaking mobile game like Diablo Immortal and have <laughs> everyone hate them. So, you know what? I'll give them that positive. It's they, true, and it's not a card game. That's <laughs> also that. I mean, also that. They do have a card game, and they do have a mobile Skyrim game. <laughs> Shh, stop it. <laughs> yeah, but it's not Fallout. Right? I'm trying. I'm, well, I'm trying. <laughs> Fallout Shelter did have a. But people <laughs> loved that Shelter, mobile game. Fallout Shelter was actually yeah. good. People really game. liked it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to I say. Like... It's because it was a completely se separate yeah, thing. It wasn't totally just Fallout on mobile. Totally different. I mean, is that what Diablo is doing? No. Diablo yeah. is like basically Diablo 3. Yeah. But on mobile. But it's not, though, right? Because it's, it's being not... developed by some. It's not even them. outsourced by like a Chinese to, to like a Chinese developer. Why is this kind. even happening? <laughs> no one knows. I think and they want to get their stock as quickly as possible. A lot of people have been looking at the video footage, and some people think that it's just a reskin of this other Chinese dungeon crawler that already. Oh exists. my gosh! It's gone backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so they ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> so China ripped off Diablo, and now we're ripping off the Chinese ripoff of Diablo to make a Diablo game. Yeah, well, don't bring us into this. We're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, last but not least, here we do have a special guest who now I'm going to introduce. Uh, oh. Sam Stanage. Gonna yeah, be was I supposed us to too. just not talk for that entire no. time? I didn't I did really have my way before we earlier, did. But you know, we just kind of rolled right into it. I'm sorry. Okay, it's so right. good job jumping in, Sam. Thank you for jumping in. Uh, yeah, so what have you been playing lately? So uh, there was this request that me and my wife get geared up to do a raid for the 24-hour stream. <laughs> so we played a crapload of Destiny for like the last three weeks. Not only did you play a crapload, but you bought the game. Which we already had on PS4 <laughs> and had already played Destiny 1 and, and Destiny 2 into the ground on PS4. And then now we're we've done it again on pc mm -hmm. so, thanks for raiding with us yeah man it was a good time i actually really enjoyed the raid it was and fun. uh i was glad we were able to knock out that third third session on sunday that was cool yeah so we yeah finished three of the five sections <laughs> i mean i think that's pretty good considering the amount of time we put into it yeah we're, what are we about a section an hour probably 
I don't know. That second no, section took us that. quite a while. I'm thinking had section like, every couple hours. Yeah, we had like, what, three hours blocked out in the morning, but Frank was an hour late. Right. So but we still played there. for three hours. No, we still played for three hours. We, y'all, we, we completely yeah, we overshot. Oh, you're right. We overshot. So there's three hours there, and then it was like 9.30 to like midnight. <laughs> Shoot. We did yeah. not make it to midnight. It went to bed at like 10.30. No, it was... No. What? <laughs> Oh, my time. 10.30 my time. It was like 11.30 y'all's time. Yeah, it's probably close. No, it was after midnight. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> it was most certainly after midnight. No, we played we were till playing after Iron midnight. Banner at right, like we played Iron Banner. Can I just, not, not to derail this, but no, who no, the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't no, really matter. Anyways, but yeah, so I do have a little Babo, so she distracts me. So I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone on my phone. and just knock that out. So it's a very good game. I do not take it nearly as seriously as some of the people in this group. Not in this actual group, but... In the well, that's player. Hearthstone players? Actually, Owen, do you play a lot of Hearthstone? Uh, I used to play a bunch of Hearthstone, but ever since Arena came out, I've just been playing that because it's... You know, it's Magic the Gathering. It's, you know, the original. It was here first. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but I like Hearthstone. I think Hearthstone's fine. It's just very accessible and convenient, so... I played a good chunk of that, but trying to get into my Switch and play stuff. Played a lot of Octopath uh, earlier this fall. I did not finish it yet, though, so I need to go back and revisit that. It is a very long game. It is a long game. (laughs) It is very good, though. Now that I'm done with all the first acts and getting to the second acts... You are not very far at all. No, I'm not. (laughs) No, well, I've already put like 40 hours into it. Maybe not 40, maybe like 30. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. But the second act, the the stories really start picking up. Yeah. So that is oh. that is a very good game. I'm sure you all have talked about it at length, though. So we won't. It's just me. That. I think I'm the only one who's played it. I think so. I played a tiny bit. Sam, advice to you: the find the freaking job shrines. That's like the coolest part of the whole game. Go yeah. find the job shrines. So I I'm aware that you can like dual class, and I'm very yeah. intrigued at doing that. And I like that it's something that they make you take a while to get into. It kind of reminds me of how Paper Mario did it, where you have your little... Have any of y'all played Paper Mario? No. <laughs> it's Never been mind. a minute. Anyway, yeah. it had a very similar mechanic where it's an RPG and you collect uh, various partners for Mario. They're actually like unique versions of traditional Mario enemies. So like, there's a Goomba who's like named and has a baseball cap that he wears backwards and stuff. And Anyways... You collect all these characters, and they're helping you along, and then, like, 20 hours into the game, you start finding these little orbs that let them, like, completely change and, like, upgrade and get new moves and do all this other crazy crap, and Hmm. super cool, so. I guess I did play a little bit of Thousand Year Door, so that's not entirely true. Yeah, Thousand Year Door is the, the other good one. The original and Thousand Year Door are good, and the rest are just a hot, just really hot pile. (laughs) <laughs> um, is that, was that it? Have you played anything that, else? Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. I, I'm telling you, I've played a lot of Destiny lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So one, really, the reason we wanted to do this podcast, like I said before, is uh, our pre-pup. Just talking about packs unplugged before we go. All of us in this channel, in this channel, on this podcast, in this channel. Look at that freaking. That's like, is that breaking fourth wall? Not really, kind of, but not. It's destroying the magic. Dang it. Sorry, just wait, wait, where are we supposed to be? Are we supposed to just be in some ethereal plane? We're in I a feel studio, like we are. Sam. We're very <laughs> professional. <laughs> oh. 
Right, yeah. right. So right, Chad's not that. behind Alex. <laughs> I don't have a baby creek with papers. Right, gotcha. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, so we are going to PAX Unplugged, uh, which, like I said, is happening this uh, next weekend, November 30th through December 2nd. Um, super pumped about that. But one of the things we like to do every time we do talk about PAX is to actually just go through the schedule, see who's going to be there, talk about things we want to see, and then, of course, go to none of those things so that when we come back for the post-PAX podcast, we can just say, yeah, we didn't do anything. We just played board games. We sound yeah. completely incompetent. Perfect. It's yeah. great. That's yeah, we, yeah, we are. It's, it's our amazing. aesthetic. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's <laughs> um, so I was thinking... I was going to ask everybody to kind of go through the schedule and pick out things, but that never really works out. I think last time we did the pre-PP, what we did is we just walked through the schedule day by day. Um, that sounds exhausting. That hey, does sound exhausting. Listen, yeah, there was there was. I mean, you can tell we me like a better sprint way. Well, through the schedule. We can we sprint walk through, through it, it, man. All right, we we can we can trot through the schedule. No, gallop I, through it. Yeah, whatever you horses what, all of a sudden. I don't know. Just. Are, you, are you not a horse? Canter. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not been playing a Fred Dead? <laughs> yeah, to point no. out how much Destiny I've been playing, I've had Red Dead since it came out, and I have not booted it up. Oh my oh, wow. god. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a crime. Yeah, well it hurts my soul. Don't don't you worry, Jake. If it makes you feel better, the first few hours are incredibly boring. <laughs> you know what? That sure sounds kind of nice. Well, you're in for like, a treat, my friend. Grinding like a freaking meat grinder. <laughs> it's not like, oh, this is a little dull. It's like, oh boy, I get to put this wheel back on a wagon. <laughs> yeah, it's like aggressively Is it a good minigame? No, it's a minigame. A good one. <laughs> it's a cutscene. <laughs> uh, you might move the analog stick at once. You move yeah. around. You oh, think you move man. the analog stick, yeah. yeah okay. Is it at least can. like OG Assassin's Creed where you can walk around during the quote-unquote cut scenes you have no. to so yeah sometimes oh, yeah it depends on what kind of cutscene. like the full actual cutscenes. it's a cut it's scene. a very in-depth yeah. thing you'll understand once you play <laughs> okay. it yeah you'll see if it's All like right. a you're starting a mission and now you have to ride a horse for 15 minutes before you do it you actually just ride a horse game. for 15 minutes. Why is every mission you gotta ride a horse halfway across the map and then you start the mission and you gotta follow a guy on a horse halfway across the map Wait, so is this every a good mission. game or is this not a good game? I'm gonna level with you. I'm not sure anymore. I don't know either. Sometimes I play it and I'm like, yeah, that was cool. And then other times I'm like, I'm tired of looking at this horse's ass. I just want to shoot guys. Wait, I it's... thought there was like a cinematic view though. Everybody talks about the cinematic there view is, and how cinematic it is. You still have to hold the egg. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I want to push buttons. I'm surprised it has like such a, like, I don't think it's a bad game, but it's it has not like high crazy yet. good score. It's and I insane. feel like it's just riding the Red Dead 1. Yeah. And it's the GTA 5. It's riding the Rockstar wave. Yeah. People see Rockstar's name and they're like, ooh, quality, action, good gameplay. This is going to be great. And then it, even if it's not, it's almost the opposite of Fallout 76. I haven't played it yet either, but we spent 25 minutes talking about how slow the game is last podcast. <laughs> it yeah, takes maybe. a long time to talk about how slow something is. Yeah. It's, it's got a 97. <laughs> Look, you got to bust out your pecan pie. You got to get you a big old glass of buttermilk. You got to sit in your rocking chair and slow down to talk about it. It's probably the case of their rating based on like production value more than anything else. It is very pretty. But it's it's not like fun. 
So is what you're saying is Nintendo would not have published this game? No, certainly not. <laughs> it is quite polished. Yeah, but if it's like, very polished, Nintendo would rather there be zero story good. and good gameplay yeah, yeah, than the other way around. The world is yeah. hyper detailed. Yeah, incredibly. And like all the systems that are in place are crazy. Do they have those little boot scrapers that are like the little metal boot scraper outside of the oh my gosh the thing, and you can like walk up and scrape the mud off your boot before you go in the salon? Have a salon? Ooh, salon. Salon. Cowboy salon? No. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get my hair did. One slip up. To be fair, you, that happens a lot. You do you have your to hair go get did. your hair did. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. What is this game? Your hair grows, and you have Let's to get it cut. My Ultra hair is when Alex is describing like a normal day. He's like, well, you get up, you go put a pot of coffee on the fire, and then you walk over and you sit down with somebody and you have a conversation literally like something. i wake up in camp because like you go you to sleep stew. at night you wake up in camp you change your clothes you go get a cup of coffee you do some chores <laughs> wait do you wake up in pjs no, no. but you want to change your clothes from the day before because any crimes that you committed like literally make it, it makes them. it harder for people to recognize you as a criminal if your clothes have changed well you could just wear a bandana all the time yeah. Like a psychopath. <laughs> no, like a bandit. Yeah. Also, it depends on which section of the map you're going to because you have to wear warm clothes for cold areas and Do you know what section of the map for... you're going to go to? I mean, you or does someone you're like at the campfire tell you and be like, well, we should go up in the mountains and get a grizzly. <laughs> I mean, so little happen. column A, little column B. Huh. It does happen. One of the yeah. one of the early missions is we gotta go up in these mountains and get a grizzly. <laughs> yeah, you were wrong at all. This sounds like a game I can really dig my teeth but into. But guess what? At the end of that mission, do you get the grizzly? No. No, no Wait, you fucking what? can't don't. confirm. What? Yeah. No, you like you fight the grizzly and he's like, Well, let's go home. <laughs> Why? Why don't you he take does, his skin? He does say you, you literally can should stay strip and deal the with the grizzly if you want. Him. Yeah, he gets scared what? or something. The mission is to kill the grizzly, and then the yeah. game's like, "Do you want to do that?" And it's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Why I'm would I start this if I didn't? It. Yeah. Fuck you. Ugh. Do they realize that it's a video game? So we want to be a ruthless murderer. Like that's how that works. Just like board games, which brings us back to Peepeg. Yeah, we were on Red Dead for a while. Peepeg, Peepug, Peg. If it was Peepeg, we could keep talking about Red Dead, but yeah. Bring us back together, you. Aaron. I'll, I'll cede all my time to the Red Dead talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, essentially what I want to do is just kind of walk through the schedule here and talk about a couple things. Um, what I think we can probably do is just start with Friday, and as you see things on the schedule, just point them out to people, and we can have a conversation about it. Does that make sense? Kind of like yep. we did. Facts? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, actually, the, but the very first thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, you guys should have all the schedule link, but... D&D Adventurers League. I don't know if anybody tried to line up last year. I know I did. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Alex was with me. We ended up like playing. Most of us went. Most right? of us did it. Did yeah. all of us go? Okay. I couldn't remember who all went. I just like remember Sam and Cassie being... were like in a different group or something at a different table. I think yeah. I was... Wasn't I playing Sam and Cassie? Did I play together? Um, we had like two people with us. I'm trying to recall who it was. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, really good. We DM. lined up. <laughs> but yeah, Congrats. it was it was kind of a cluster. Because, mm-hmm. like, the guy who was our DM thought he was supposed to be doing people who had, like, done it before and were, like, level three, like, stage three or whatever. So they would have been, like, level 12 characters. And then we were like, no, no, none of us have ever played this before. 
and we're brand new. And he's like, okay. So <laughs> he did a really good job at like adjusting on the fly and, you know, changing the difficulty and everything. I think it would be a really fun intro experience for people who have never, ever played D&D. I remember so, the first time that Alex and I went to PAX East and we sat down at a table. Was it Adventures League there? Or was it I don't just... know if it was considered Adventures League, but it was like they had like DMs from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards they of the just, Coast? And they yeah, just whatever. gave you like a, you got they just gave you a character sheet and they're like, let's roll. And then the guy just, I mean, yeah. he did a great job being, DM. I'm just not used to that good of a DM, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who just got burned in this room? Wow. I'm curious. Was that a Jake burn? That was a Jake it was burn. Jake or Caleb, potentially. Caleb, I don't have think you I've ever DM'd your brother? Early. I don't think you have. Uh, yeah. What? What, what do you mean? What, do you play test? what are you talking about? Are you oh, drunk? the play test. I forgot about the play test. The one dude. you're running? I forgot about the play test. <laughs> well, see, I'm running a different one. Well, that's Aaron's what I was thinking of. And he the other one's on the surface at the edge of the table, so he just forgets he's there. And I do. That's true. Um, well, either way, hopefully, as far as D and D Adventure League and other things that have lines that require you to line up this year, will be much better formatted than they were last year. Because that was like my biggest frustration. That was the worst part of last year. Is you how get information, unorganized things right. were. We'd get information about oh, the mega game lineups. Actually, you can't sign up today. What you need to do is show up at 10 a.m. tomorrow, and the line will open. The mega you can get in well, to register now. Yeah, have you seen anything this year? Because it's all like pre-registration stuff. Which like the like the better. Adventures League says that registration's been open since the ninth. Uh, wow! Something yeah. said it was full already. I was looking through the yeah. I, I, I think it was like the full. the tier two or tier three end of the Adventures League. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because it also guys... says all players must have D and D Adventure League character at appropriate level to participate. <gasps> Mm. Pre-generated characters are not permitted and will not be provided. Interesting. Mm. So they're doing it as like a regular adventure league meetup, as opposed to what mm. we did last year, where they were trying to get. Well, there's I think we're have those a, a tier one that is for new players. That if you haven't done an adventures league, like this is the start of adventures league, and they'll show you how to do it and everything, and they'll give oh, yeah. you a new character. And that is a tier two I was looking at. So yeah, I wonder where the tier one's at. The tier ones are there. They're later in the day on Friday. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you can also do it again, you know, like you can then do one of the later ones on Saturday, or the earlier timed ones on Saturday or Sunday to do tier two. So the tier ones, no registration required. Interested players head to the D&D queue room prior to the event. And the other ones are paid for line registration, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah, it, I, I, I'm glad they're doing some six. tier one stuff because if it wasn't for that sort of thing, I probably would have never played D and D. Because I was at a West, and my friends convinced me they're like, "No, no, no, we'll just do this little thing." And it was like you were talking about: just here's a character sheet. You're a Hobbit. Go steal the last golden <laughs> thing and piss everyone off and make everyone angry at you. So like that was that was my first experience with it. And before that, I was like, "Nah, I, I don't want to play D and D. That's too much investment." But then after that, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll give this a try. And so I've been doing a campaign, and it is actually a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. I think it's cool mm-hmm. that they offer that to people. Well, and I, I'm not surprised that they are already full on registration for the upper tiers. I assume those are smaller, first of all. Second of all, there were so many freaking people in line to do Adventurers League last year. I think that was probably the most, like, the, the highest uh, sort of 
population of people at PAX Unplugged were downstairs waiting in line and or in the Adventurers League rooms. Yeah. Or playing That's Magic. Cool. Or <laughs> Oh my <laughs> gosh. So many people just playing Magic. So, yeah, there's tons of that. Yeah. Kind of rolling yeah, out of uh, Adventurers League stuff. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the story time is the D&D rules guy. Mm-hmm. Rules designer. I don't know. Is anybody planning on going to... I don't think they did story time last year. I don't think they did. I don't remember it anyway. Is anybody planning on going to story time? I might. Maybe. <laughs> I, I guys, legitimately don't know what I'm going to do here. Do you guys know <laughs> this dude? Yeah, we like, hang out sometimes. Like, I've gotten a drink with him before, but like, he's I mean, kind of like, the coolest. Like Jeremy over as a recognizable like figure. I have no idea until okay. Aaron said D and D rules guy. Well, isn't he the guy that leads like the? He says the lead rules designer of Dungeons and Dragons. No, is he? No. I doubt it. No. That's so he Chris, does a bad job. Chris something right there. I can't remember. Ah, uh, yep, yep, yep. Caleb is right. Well, it could be interesting. I I feel like the uh, whatever what are they called again? The story time. I feel like those have been hit or miss. Like I've been to two that I thought were fantastic. Jonathan blows. Yeah. Jonathan blows so good. Jonathan blows. I think you mean more like it blew. <laughs> oh God! Take that, Jonathan blow. <laughs> 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 That's the appropriate response. Yeah, Alex. we got them. <laughs> uh, the the one last year at East with uh, Jake, what's his face, was pretty. Decent. Oh yeah, yes. that was yeah, yeah, he was, was great. I wish that I could have been there for freaking Ken Levine's. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say the Telltale one was good, but now that feels too soon. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. They did one the first year I went to East, and it was really good, and they gave us all their games. <laughs> you know, maybe that was bad. Mm, probably didn't help their bottom Hindsight. line. Mm. <laughs> um, now, other things on day one. Sam, you weren't selected yet again for an Omegathon, were you? Unfortunately, I was not. I believe that'll mm. be a, a once in a lifetime opportunity, but I will wear that shirt till it's threadbare. Man, I still cannot believe that. What was the guy's name? Duck? Is that what they started calling him? Freaking yeah. Duck, man. Oh, my God. From out of the crowd <laughs> to victory, all the way to the end. <laughs> Just Pretty amazing. Crazy. Incredible. That Incredible. that was wild. So he get, he'll be there. Actually, wait. Oh. No, no, no. He he, 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 he packed Unplugged? <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to go to Pax Unplugged. Where do you live, Philly? <laughs> Surely he chose Australia. Yeah. I'm surely. Sure. Hmm. Oh, wait, how does that work, though? Because if all the people who win that year choose Australia, do you have, like, eight people from all the other Unplugs that end up in Australia for probably. that one? So their Pro- Omegathon probably. is just, like, I mean, the ultimate Omegathon tournament? Who would it's really... Like the best no, of the best? Probably. Do you think people, like, go to PAX West and they're like, you win! I want to go to PAX South. <laughs> I mean, what if you just really like San Antonio? It's a cool city. No. You- it's the Let's only see, cool a city in Texas. To San Antonio or a free trip to Australia. Mm. Yeah, that, that seems better, dude. It is wonder, really close, honestly. It's a toss-up, really. I wonder if you can convince them to like spread out your plane ticket, and like you just handle lodging so you can stay there a little longer. I'm sure. I'm sure you, you can. Could. As long as it's the same price. Anyways. Right. Back to just us going to Philly for a cheap tax. <laughs> <laughs> so much cheaper. Oh, man. Especially yeah. because the cost of PAX East this year is freaking incredible. Yeah, just the ticket oh, cost, man. you mean? Yeah. 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 It's brutal. 
Aren't are the passes up? Did we get those? Are we fucked? No, yeah, we, we got them. Okay, <laughs> cool. I, I was on get... a plane when they went Must on sale. Be nice, Jake. Yeah, I'm just... they went on sale, and I was like, "Oh, what? What do I do?" Because Aaron was on a flight, and I was <laughs> like, "I don't know if he knows." I literally thought before I got on the flight, maybe I should buy Wi-Fi because I feel like the passes should have come out this week, and I didn't get it because it's freaking fifteen dollars. Like whatever. It's an I hour. You it's just an hour and a half Wi-Fi on your flights. Me? No. Yeah, because you're you're special United oh, guy. Oh, dude, it doesn't matter I if you're like sure you yeah. freaking top tier of United. You still pay for Wi-Fi. Yeah, you could be some. No matter what from, you have, you pay for yeah, Wi-Fi. No. Huh? It's incredible. But yeah, I was on a flight and I land. I turn my phone back on. And I get like five texts from Alex and five Google chats from Alex. All like Pax passes are on sale. Pax passes are on sale. Pax passes are on sale. <laughs> Where are you? Did you get this? Did you get this? Did you get this? It's fine. We got it, guys. Don't worry. You okay. can only buy Thanks, four fam. max. And Otherwise, they'll cancel your order. Previously, I think you're a scalper. Previously, in our PAX buying experience, <laughs> Alex bought two sets of four. And we had to get freaking the guy who mm. runs it to... Hello. It was not me. It was you. Oh, wait. I'm the one who bought Trying all eight? That's right. I'm the one who the bus. <laughs> Wow. I'll be back. Wow. Because I was you trying to tell you not to go get them all. And then you went it. and did two separate orders. I did it. That's Oof. right. To bypass the restriction. And then I, I tweeted at the dude that runs it, and I was like, "Please don't cancel our stuff." And he was like, "We'll take care of it." Got you, bro. So are are we gonna end up in like Pax jail? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Okay. This is what happens when we entrust others to do this. But, yeah. Um. So but we got passes. No problem. We did. Woo! We did pass. Go we got team. Passes. It's good. So back to the schedule on Friday. Um, is anybody planning on? I know there's a lot of things on here that are specifically tournament stuff. Is anybody planning on doing a tournament this year? Dear God, no. Yeah, no. Is I'm Janae the only person tournament. who's ever done a tournament at a single PAX? I'll probably yeah. win. Sam yeah. did a megathon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good point. Valid. Okay. Tim epically lost. What was that? Narwhal. Narwhal. Narwhal? Starwall? Starwall? Starwall. Starwall. Some, some stupid fucking game about narwhals. Yeah. He epically like chose in the Twilight Hour. Didn't he also win? Freaking, I'm still upset about that. He won that freaking uh, computer yeah. case. Yeah, yeah, computer case. That he yeah. never used. <laughs> he gave it to Kevin. Did I honestly don't know. I believe that that is how Kevin got his case. Well, it's not bad. Let's then. go with that. Fine. I won't be as upset. Um, so no one's planning on doing tournament stuff, it sounds like. Mm -mm. No. Okay. Man, here's what I'm really excited about. There's a mini painting one on Friday, and then another one, I think, on Saturday. Oh, buddy. Like, buckle up. I'm going to be ready to paint. The first one's the intro course, right? On Friday. Oh, is the like advanced intro one late? mini painting, Wait, and the advanced get one's bring, on Saturday, I think. Do you get to bring your own minis and paint them? There, oh, that would be a great supply. excuse to get all my fucking minis. Right, <laughs> right. All good, good, good one, Jake. That's that's an excuse oh. to get one of your minis painted. God damn, I have so many. <laughs> Do you? I d yeah. You haven't seen them because they're not painted or assembled. They're all primed in a drawer right now. 
Cause hey I, man, I gave you all that paint to use. You did, and I feel really bad. I thought I was having a crew come over to paint them. Like I was, I texted a bunch of friends. I was like, "Hey, come over and paint them." And then we went to a fucking pumpkin patch. <laughs> oh, wait, I in like eighty-five it. degree weather. It was yeah, awful. It Where was, was my invite? I would have helped paint some shit. I might turn the D and D group into my painting group next. <laughs> yeah. What do they call those things where you go drink a drink a wine and you like paint the painting that's on the wall? Like everybody does it at the same time. Oh um, uh, yeah. I know paint. what you're talking about. Drink and paint. Just get fucked yeah, up and paint and a picture. Pa <laughs> that's what, that's what I call do. it. You'll just have you'll just have a miniature drink and paint. You know what? That's Party. actually a really good idea. <laughs> Nicole would paint really good. Yeah, I'm doing <laughs> it. She would. Nicole would. Doing We're this. done. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Where's my dandy group? Let's go. <laughs> um. Paint other things sip. you could, you guys have seen. It's called paint and sip. Paint and sip. Paint and sip. I don't think you understand how I very drink wine. Like many of the places are calling calling it paint and zip. It's bottle per person. It's not like Jake's. a standard bottle. bottle I think one bottle is the optimal amount of wine. <laughs> so uh, it gets you right at the the nice little limit there. So packs unplugged schedule Friday. Uh, other things people have noticed in here that they're thinking about doing or going to. There's a panel on Rise of the Co-op game. Got, I saw uh, that. Mike Selinker of Betrayal fame. Okay, yeah. there it is. You got my attention. I was like, that sounds super boring, but fine. <laughs> and it's got a guy, uh, I don't know what he worked on, but he's part, part of Alderac who make Smash Up hmm. and Mystic Veil. The Captain is Dead. Freaking The Captain is Dead. The most unwinnable game with three players on planet Earth. <laughs> but with four players, it's fine. Fine. Uh... We might actually go to a panel. That would be nice. We didn't go to any panels last year. None. To my knowledge. I think Brack went to one. I think he went to one about game design or something. Is there... There's one called Brush Care 102. That's oh. after you do the miniature painting. You go to How brush to care. choose the right brush. How to care for it and keep it in the best condition. This sounds really, really stupid. Invigorating. I'm really excited. <laughs> sounds very boring. Invigorating. Brushes and brush soap will be provided. Free brushes. <laughs> what is yeah. this? What, what did I come back to? We're going to Brush Care 102. 102? Just to get brushes. Skipping 101. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're is 101 learning to paint minis? Okay, so you joke about I that. That makes sense. But I've been to one of those before, and you actually pick up quite a few tips. I don't know if y'all paint your own minis, but we've painted <laughs> no, a good, Not yet. All have our own minis. Like, we, we painted a fair share of minis, but uh, after going to, like, one of those, just the basic classes, you you learn that you don't have the right tools for painting <laughs> minis, and that it really makes a big difference to have good paint. So if Dude. I buy one of those, like, $30 paint miniature painting kits off of Amazon, like, that's, that's the right tools? You're set. Yeah, I mean, that's it. probably better than going to the hobby the store and getting acrylic paint, yeah. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and just some cheap brushes makes sense it gets the job done if you're just doing you know like some plaid hat games or something wow dude but so are you suggesting no plaid hat games are fantastic but they don't have the most high quality minis because it's more about the experience and the story and the friends you make <laughs> along the way that was we a weren't, it's all about the game we weren't friends before we played that game you're right see 
Wait, you didn't play Platinum games with me though. Just <laughs> oh, shit, did. still not friends. <laughs> oh oh no. no, you played. You yeah, played, we did. Uh, you played a yeah, couple times. I thought you meant the. It's been mystics. really memorable. Uh, yeah, stuff no, fables, we, dude. we played a bunch of stuff fables together. You guys are forgetting Weathering Pigments 101. <laughs> weathering Pigments? Wait, how many classes <laughs> on painting minis are there? Yeah, At least that's, three. That's all I'm four. doing. So the other thing I noticed is there's a lot of classes about like uh, race and inclusivity and yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. On yes, the, there are. On the it's first day? Ongoing on theme for days. Yeah. For uh, PAX honest. East as well. They had a lot of that at PAX East as well. So, like, at PAX East, I kind of get it because the gaming culture can be very, like, derogatory and and just bad in general towards, you know, females and minorities of any type. But I don't feel like board games have that same stigma and issue. I think the communities overlap quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm... I'm naive, but I just don't see the, uh, you know, cod people screaming to go make a sandwich in my D&D campaigns. <laughs> well, I think a part of your D&D campaigns is, you know, you're playing it with yourselves or, you know, well, you, I mean, with your don't friends. Get me wrong. And... We're incredibly racist in our D&D campaign, <laughs> but it's in character racism. Oh, yeah, man. I feel like okay, that's yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sam, we're going to go ahead and sign you up for these. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There's one about racism in D&D. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't actually tell though if that was about like real life racism in D&D or if it was like elf dwarf racism. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, this that one in particular. One, you get you get a 15 millimeter tank that you can keep. Worth? Worth. <laughs> well, you go to the brush one and get the brushes, and then go to this one and get the tank. Basically, you have a full game right there. In and a we'll be good to go. Yeah, you can play a miniatures game. Done. Thing about tabletop, you play like with people you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't think necessarily, though. Like, societies don't. I guess that's true. That's true. Like, that's what all these... Um... We were just talking about it earlier. The The... the... D&D thing that we had a hard time getting into last year. What was mm-hmm. that called? Adventure League. Yeah. Like, that is just meeting up and playing with strangers, and, like, you bring your character along, and so yeah. maybe that's what this stuff it, is targeted towards. Is and also, yeah, I was gonna true. say, like, if you're playing with just your friends, like you normally do, then, yeah, you probably don't have racist friends that are coming at you. However, if you go into one of these random things, uh, or if you... Um, you know, play with people that maybe aren't part of your normal friend group. Like, there are people that I would say uh, do fit into the bubble uh, of being awful human beings and playing board games. Uh, there are quite a few places uh, around here in D.C. that Allison won't play Magic at just because of how sexist the men are playing magic and you'd think be like oh well you know yeah they're not you know the crazy call of duty motherfuckers which is true but they're still awful human beings look you just you don't have to bring kevin to your events i've told you every time (laughs) jake weren't you one that said we were talking about uh doing like free play DD, and you said something about maybe it wasn't you but something about um the people who go to those are people who no one wants them to be a part of their group (laughs) 
You know, that sounds wow. like something I'd say. Well, it's not, I thought somebody, no, no, I thought somebody had read it like that, like, or, you know, somebody made a comment where people just in general, when you, the people you meet at those groups are typically people who don't have a Who've group because people don't want other groups. Right. Because people don't want them in their group. I don't know how valid that is, but it sure plays in line with what Owen was talking about of like not being comfortable going to those open plays and, you know, various, various places where they're doing that. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's off base. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't think. Have any of us actually tried one of those? I, have I not. did a uh, open play D and D session. Well, like, well, I, what'd you think? Um, I he met Kevin. Interesting. <laughs> 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 I mean, I thought it was interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, uh, I it was very weird because like some of them have uh, the people there had already like played together in different open sessions so like they had like their inside jokes from their own campaigns uh. and so like as like though it was just kind of weird because it was always just like it was multiple of those kind of things sure. so they'd like turn to their buddy and just be like eh, like last time and like everyone else's table just looked at them like even the dm was just like what the fuck are you talking about mm um because like you know the uh, the dungeon master wasn't the same dungeon master as last time so everyone was just like it was weird when people would do those references but then when they did references of things like oh hey you know here's a topical reference about you know marvel movies or whatever you're like oh i i get this um i i, I thought it was fun i liked it it's definitely a good way to meet new people if you're interested in doing that because you can kind of get an idea of who the people are and then you can just be like all right, we can do this again together. These guys are a little, like, not my speed. And probably, you know, I, I won't invite them to do my own thing. But I thought it was decent. Uh, I, I don't think it's nearly as fun as playing with your friends. Because, like, you like you know, you don't have that common bond. And when someone's taking forever to go through their turn, you're just kind of, like, sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Like, you can't even, like, really converse <laughs> with other people at the table because you're just, like trying to be polite to the person that's trying to take their like turn and you don't have anything to really say to anybody else because you don't know them so you can't be like hey how's your you know whatever going you're just kind of sitting there and you can't also be like dude speed it up jake <laughs> yeah I, like i i spent most of my time playing pokemon go and catching stuff when it wasn't my turn and then it was just like hey what do you do and i'm like i shoot the guy roll dice <laughs> um I want to jump back to, to tabletop tourney stuff. I wanted to talk about a couple things. Uh, number one, Caleb, why don't you ever play in smash up tournaments? I feel like you would. Because well. despite the fact that I, I, I do well in that game, you don't other want to people compete. are definitely going to be better. Oh. And that is not like. Yes. Just, you either have, have to be the best fun. or. Uh-uh. It's not going to be fun have... if I'm not playing with my friends. Have you ever played a fighting game online? Oh my like, god! It's like, it. it's like you think you're good, and then you go online, <laughs> and it's just they hundred percent you three rounds in a row, and then you just leave. Yeah, and you never to go online again, and you feel Alex, awful. Didn't yeah. you have that experience with Dragon Ball Fighters? I put like twenty hours into Dragon Ball Fighters, and I never won a single online match. <laughs> so it's kind of like your Overwatch experience. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Why? Why are you so mean to him about Holy Overwatch? Crap. I don't understand. I'm sorry. I'm just bad at games. He's, you're not. They're just rude. Cheech. <laughs> uh, okay. There's so a. Uh, you're, not, you're not doing Smash Up. There's a Candyland uh, tournament 
And I want to know oh, how you okay. do the tournament. Can we land. all get in the Candyland tournament? <laughs> I'm so good Entirely at rolling. Entirely RNG. Is that RNG? You just draw. You Dude. draw the card and you move to the color, yeah? That's it. That's the whole yep, game, that's right? That's it. That's it. So Dude. I have the worst luck, so I'll just lose. So that's fine. It's a 16 player single elimination tournament for Candyland. <laughs> Wait, so how do you even get in? 16 players? That's not very many. No, you register not. 10 a.m. Saturday, December 1st. <laughs> no. Yep. So not worth it. Continuing this tabletop, I hope it's a bunch turning, of like twelve-year-olds, uh, and then also there's like a couple of people who are like thirty. Playing. Yeah, it's gonna be it's <laughs> gonna be like, thirty-year-olds oh, yeah. who played it as a child, and it's gonna be people like my wife. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, additionally, on Friday they're doing a sixteen-player Starry tournament. Uh, nice. Again, yeah. I mean, chance of drawing cards. That sure fun. The one that There's, I'm interested in... You can in, play like a strategy version of Sorry, I mean, right? Where you I have guess. a hand. Oh, can you? Pretty sure. I've never played that version I was gonna, of Sorry. I haven't played Sorry maybe ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't understand why you'd play Sorry when you can play the just the classic Marbles version of that right. game. What is that even called? I don't marbles. know. We always called it marbles. marbles. My mom <laughs> called it something the other day. It has a name. There's a word. It does. It's like yeah. a German name. It's yes. like... Oh gosh! It's the one There's with like the circle in the center. In the center. Well, it's not where you can jump it's directly not the same into the center if sorry. you get the perfect roll. You have like a home, and you have like uh, like you have a track that you move around. Talking about trouble. No. It is like trouble, except it's a little different because. The there's a the middle hole, and that's what changes right. everything. Because if you roll a six straight from, I'm going to call it spawn because I have no better word. Oh, if you roll geez. a straight straight from spawn, then you can jump to the middle, and then when you you have to roll a one or a six to get out, right. and then you get out like right in front of home, and you try to get home real quick. Well, and so like the strategy is: do I want to do that, or do I want to keep going around so I can try to jump on somebody else's marble and send them home? Just like in trouble, you can do that. Well, it's the much track more like is, trouble. The track Parcheesi is also like Ludo. Parcheesi, I think might be what it's called. No, the track is also in the shape of like mm, it's almost like a plus sign, but it just has more maybe an asterisk. That'll work. It's like in the shape of an asterisk. That's the track. And then the center points, the triangles, that's also an additional like skip track. So you have the center dot, you have a circle. And that has a like a fast track you can get on, and then you have like the normal track you can go along the outside. So it's got more layers to it than what Sorry would. I don't know the name of it. I literally played it like two or three weeks ago with my sister. Wahoo. Um, you're talking, you're talking about Wahoo. what Grandma and Grandpa called fast Wahoo? Track, right? It's Is called it? Wahoo. That's a really terrible name. Look, I don't. I didn't. Can make you come the up name? with a better one? We spent like ten minutes talking about this, and I refuse to call it Wahoo. <laughs> yep, I I'm think sorry, that's it. That's just what it's called. It's called Wahoo. Uh, you can all Google how are you it spelling and see Wahoo? it. W a h o o. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. think it does say. <laughs> Wiki's uh, entry says a board game similar to Parcheesi that involves a set number of marbles. There you go. So, yep. so what happens mm -hmm. if I Google it's also Parcheesi? Also, same as aggravation, isn't it? I don't know. It's a classic all freaking game. Games. I think we established that. <laughs> so, uh, back to tabletop stuff. I did want to point out one more thing on Friday that I'm actually interested in playing in, and that is Pandemic Survival. Oh. I want to read this for you guys. It just says, format, real-time team event, base pandemic, and on-the-brink expansion, max 24 teams of two players. Pandemic Survival is an extreme version of Pandemic where teams of two players face off simultaneously with the same objective in mind. Be the first person to find all four cures 
uh, be the sole survivor at the end of the game. Wait, so um, four people playing, or it's it's two v two, right? Two independent games of two players where people take the same identical roles, same starting cities, and playing cards, and have the same order of play. But so it's, only only how you play differentiates whether or not you're going to beat the other team. So it's it's gambit style where like you're doing yeah. you're just playing the game, but you're trying to play it faster and better. Right. Well, I don't. Did know you that say speed real matters. time? It is real time. Yeah. The instant you say real time, my anxiety level like skyrockets. <laughs> <laughs> like we have never even played Captain Sonar real time, but just thinking about that, I understand. I understand. We, we have to play it real time. That uh, please, if have we're fun. gonna play it, it's gonna be real time. I'm just laying that down right now. If I'm gonna play it, it will it will be re- real time. Yes. Well, any if anyways, if anybody's interested in playing Pandemic real time, I I might get I might sign up for that tournament. When is it? It's uh, Friday, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing else going on on Friday. Time-wise, how much time it's actually going to take up. I don't think you have to stay there the whole time. But I'm sure it's going to be bracketed. It doesn't really say... I guess it says 24 teams, so... Probably single Elim. Yeah, that'll be... That'll be... going to be interesting. Does it have spots open? Because it's got pre-registration. Does it have pre-registration? I don't know. Well, we better check on it. Cancel the podcast. Go register. Yeah, we have to do this now. <laughs> right now. Uh, you said Pandemic Survival, right? Pandemic Survival, yeah. Yeah, it looks full. Dang. According to the guidebook app. Guidebook? Is that what this thing's called? Whatever. Not anymore. Pack seems to have made their own app. Well, yeah. it's still on guidebook. Oh. It is still oh. on guidebook, but they yeah, also have full. their own app. Also, so, their own right app now. mentions guidebook. Like, <laughs> they're using the same engine or something. It That's looks weird. the exact same, like, yeah, in the app. Plus side, the Smash Up tournament is exactly the same time, so you can just do that. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Well, maybe, maybe I'll just try the waitlist. There's a problem sure. here. Players draft factions from all sets. There's going to be zombies. Whoever gets zombies is just going to Probably win. wins, yeah. yeah. Zombies is hard to freaking beat. <laughs> do you think they'll have a, it's not a pick like and ban? Impossible. Mechanic. I very hope hard so. To you got to ban zombies wow, and geeks. Oh, that would be yeah. cool. Pick I've literally mechanics. never even played with geeks. Geeks are made to and be broken. Like you, they were released as a broken deck, right? Well, then that shouldn't They're be insane. They shouldn't be allowed in the fucking game. <laughs> like that's garbage. <laughs> well, that game's a little silly. It's not exactly tuned to be a perfectly balanced game. At least I hope that's not their intention. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, most with of decks them are like close, spies for... and geeks. I think you don't need to worry about that. I guess. Like, there's only a few that are distinctly better or worse. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like spies are utter garbage. Most of them are pretty close. Geeks are insanely good. Most of them are just pretty even. Medium, yeah. Zombies are insanely good. Got to get those pretty, pretty princesses, though. Oh, my God. I do like me myself some princesses. Dude. Princesses Man, make me too nervous that I'm not going to draw national. a minion. Yeah, I know. Could've princesses gone, wait, make me what? nervous, too, dude. That's why Paramount's <laughs> robots, and you always got minions. There it's a qualifying go. tournament. Some of them are real good, some of yep. them are not. Wait, what? Don't, don't robots only give you 12 minions? That's <laughs> not offsetting the five. I mean, it helps. Why are we getting into this? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear, Alex? This is a qual- it's a qualifying tournament. Apparently, pandemic. Win- was it? Yeah, winners pandemic of the survival qualify for the pandemic survival national tournament. Yep. Nope. <laughs> yep. Nope. Wow. So stress. You, that's a lot of stress. Yeah. Real time. Woof. I wonder, um, like, what the restrictions on real time are. Like, 
somebody's like drawing a card and you're like, all right, well, that part's done. I'm doing the next thing. It's like, no, you have to wait until they physically do each individual step before you can move on. Otherwise, sure you're cheating. They, I'm sure they, if it's, a, if it's a national competition, I'm sure they have a rule set for how you have to play the game. I hope it just doesn't end up being like the mega games where they're like, eh, we'll put it in another round. <laughs> oh my god. That was the most chaotic thing I've ever done. It was insane. I'm not we didn't lie. come in dead I last. Loved, <laughs> That's true. I loved my part of the mega game. I thoroughly enjoyed the mega game as well, and it my was part was fun. weird. We but... apparently just suck at it. It's fine. It happens. <laughs> Wait, did we? I well, thought we did well. It we really came that we in like sucked, third right? to last. And I think the other group of us came in actual last. Oh, no. We came in actual last. Yeah, okay, we had cool. like a legit strategy. I don't even know what happened, but it was well, terrible. The first like the, the first and second place teams, weren't they the ones that were on their own continent? Yeah, so like, it didn't really yeah. matter anyway. It was broken. It was so dumb. And they were like, you can't go there right now, but, <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe. maybe soon you'll be able to go to the other continent. Okay. Okay, ever. guy. Oh, good stuff. Good times. Yeah, there was a lot of darkness in that in that whole game. That was fun. Over interactivity is overrated in games. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, goodness. Um, anything else from Friday that you guys saw that you wanted to point out? Uh, y'all were talking about doing the uh, the painting minis and stuff in a derogatory joking way, but in all seriousness, (laughs) there is one where they're going to be making scenery out of MDF. And that actually sounds kind of interesting. Hmm. Scenery out of MDF. Yeah, it says laser cut MDF scenery. And then we will build it, paint it, and finish it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, that makes more sense. Laser cut. Yeah. Try to figure out how people are going to be sitting there like carving scenery. Bring your Whitland knife. Whitland. (laughs) Gotta wet it first. Wait, did we even record those jokes? I don't yeah. know. Before. No, that whole wedding of the appetite, that was pre-recorded. Shit, we better cut that joke. It's not going to make any fucking sense. Uh, we're going to sound from, like psychopaths. Anything else from Friday? Nah. Cool. Let's move on to, no. let's move on to Saturday. All right, boys. I got, I got a good one for you here. Listening. Uh-oh. Color theory in miniatures. <laughs> an God. interactive discussion. We're going. I mean, <laughs> We're gonna paint them on Friday and then learn why we fucked it up on Saturday. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh gosh. No better learning tool than failure. That's so true. But I do okay, I do actually have one that I kind of want to go to. Uh Collaborative Homebrew 101, Cure for the Common Murder Hobo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Did sound, well Might it, be interesting. It has a fun title and the actual topic sounds interesting. It sounds like it's just going to be fun. They're just going to like make a campaign. Yeah. Well, they're going to make or a make campaign, like a but the whole premise is like, what do you do when they just kill yeah. the NPC? Right. I was going to say, right. uh, for those of you who don't know, the murder hobo problem is a common D and D problem where it doesn't feel like you're a group of adventurers. It feels like you're people who go around murdering people and don't really have a home because you're always just traveling. So you're a murder hobo essentially. Had it all with D and D. That was sarcasm for those of you who don't know. We've just been uh, killing everything. It's yeah. They massacred like an entire fortress of orcs. Okay, but Why? they were orcs. Because we had to get their ears. Are Alex? you being racist against what do you orcs mean? as Why, a half Alex? orc? I'm a half orc. I'm at least know. half better. Yeah, no, we had to take <laughs> their ears so that we could get gold. 
Yeah, you see how this is a problem. So I mean, I think... we were basically hitmen. That's not really murder hobo. It's we were hired similar. Oh, do you do you remember your last D and D session? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> not our fault. I feel I want to go tiny bit bad about that. Yeah, you think that was not killing just killed like a little scummy sixteen thug like humans. Just we, in, a, in a village. Sixteen in the we middle of a, in, a, in like town square. Let's at make midnight. this clear. It was we were ambushed. First off, ambushed and we were right ambushed. We ambushed were set is not up. the right word. It was worse than being ambushed. Ambush it was premeditated right murder. When us. you go to a place to have <laughs> no. a meeting and fucking they ambush you with twelve guards, it's an ambush. They did not ambush you. They ambushed us. Anyways, I think it could be really fun, <laughs> and I think it would be interesting as someone who's trying to run a campaign occasionally, sometimes. Could be cool. And deal with murder hobos. Exactly. You know, I always in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, I should, I should try freaking running a campaign. Then I'm like, God, it sounds like so much work. And I'm sure it would be terrible. And I imagine that it would be like one of Kevin's campaigns that like are the bad ones, <laughs> not the good ones. Oh, wow. Wait, does Kevin have like two types of campaigns? <laughs> yeah, he actually does. Apparently. Yes. Ones well, that are he's amazing. Run, he's run two campaigns like... for me at least, and one of them, great, awesome. One of them, no idea what's happening or why <laughs> anything is happening, or there's like I can't do anything to make it happen. It was a weird one. <laughs> I don't know how his first one was so good, and his second one was just not. Aaron, Pretty at crazy. some point, I want to run a Divinity Game Master campaign. Because mm. I think that would be awesome. We did a little pilot of it, and I thought it went pretty well. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was fairly fun, but I was trying to make the story from scratch, and Wait, that's way too much work. Divinity Game Master, what do you mean? What is this? What are you Wait, talking about? You don't what? know about this? No. Dungeon Master mode in Divinity? What? It's no? pretty fantastic. The only problem is the default assets are pretty limited, so you have to go to either make stuff yourself or go to the you know, Steam Workshop and hope somebody's made a better map or a better oh character gosh, model or that whatever. That sounds awesome. It was pretty cool. It's kind of weird, though, because they put in a few D&D mechanics instead of just leaving it purely Divinity style. So mm-hmm. like you can have people roll for stuff and and things like that. Interesting. So it's it's yeah because it's kinda... you're you're talking to the person that's controlling the game, so you can be like, like the the classic example no... from the video that they showed was like there was a chicken or whatever, and they were gonna it was in a, a battle, and dude was like, wait, I want to try to befriend befriend the chicken, and the guy had him roll for it in the game, and then the chicken became like an ally, and it followed him around. <laughs> That's cool. So, like, but my you're using a role mechanic that... to determine whether or not, like, something actually happens in the game. Yeah. So, but it puts That's a lot cool. more on the GM because the in in like D and D, everything has you know numbers and values for constitution and all this sort and wits and all that sort of stuff. So you can say, okay, a chicken's intelligence is this. So it, you know, you need to roll this to get over it or whatever. Whereas None of that stuff's built into Divinity, so you just have to kind of make it up as you go. Mm-hmm. I think in D&D, it ends up being a lot more like that than you think. Than I like, realize, okay. You make up a lot of, like, DCs. Because oh. you don't know, that's not always specific There's been they so are. many So are you saying you're better DM than I realize? Huh? No. <laughs> <laughs>
There's been so many times just in the recent Pathfinder 2.0 playtest where we, I've been like trying to do something and Caleb's face, he's just like, mm, just roll, just roll, roll for, and then he's like looking for a stat. He's like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Athletics. <laughs> Aaron, if you really want to run a campaign, I think the easiest thing to do is, is take an adventure path and try to run that. If it goes well, mm. then maybe you can make your own. Mm. But adventure paths, not all that difficult to run. Are those those things I mean, we did to start our work? campaign? Yeah. That's what we're still well, doing. Yeah. We the transitioned we did to start from a shorter one to a longer one. And like then the story's already written path. and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah gotcha, the story's gotcha. all written. There's a bunch of like world details and NPC details. It gives you characters and encounters. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. So if you, if you mm. really want to run something, that's the way to start, I think. Yeah. I think I want to get one of those and put it into Divinity. Yeah. Oof. Oof. I would also say, though, that I think actually building a campaign is the fun part. See, that's what I like in the back of my mind. That's like the part that I feel like I would enjoy. The other problem yeah. with that mm -hmm. is though, that like I take things to the nth degree. So, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, guys, I'm going to build a campaign. You want to play? And they're like, yeah. And then when I'm 47, I'm like, Hey, it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Well, I guess the other nice thing is you don't need to write the whole thing, right? You could do it like bit by bit. Right. Yeah. I guess that's true. Like literally just, okay, I have this dungeon figured out. We're going to run it. Yeah, but you kind of want to have, like, an a overarching idea in your mind of sure, where you're headed. But you don't need to have, like, here's the ending I want. You can have, here's where I want to end up, roughly. Because yeah. no matter how you plan, freaking the people it's, playing I, are yeah, going to screw get it up. Fucked They're going to murder hobo it. They're going to murder hobo it. Yeah. Like, for or sure, though. If you just want to make, like, if you're, like, making a cool dungeon, you're like, this dungeon is awesome. You don't have to write a campaign around it. Just run the That's dungeon. True. People will yeah, play. just run the bitch. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Apparently I'm really interested is... in this divinity thing, though. Oh, yeah. How do you not it was, know about I have this? no idea no. how you didn't know about those. It was like I a divinity know. feature they advertised before it came out. I don't, yeah. dude. I didn't know anything about divinity before it came out, and then I just <laughs> bought it because you guys were like, "We're gonna play this." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, we're and probably gonna way, finish it within like two years. Y'all need to finish that because no one will start a new campaign with me because y'all haven't finished your campaign. <laughs> I, I said dude, I would. Nobody no will one. do it. I, I will do one with you. No one will do it. Mm -hmm. No one will start a new campaign with me. Oh You're all forbidden. You're not allowed. I'm not so, even in your campaign. It doesn't matter. So I want to play with Sam. <laughs> no. No one will start a new campaign with me. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Sam's sitting here being like, I'm all alone. And I was like, dude, I'll be your friend. And he's like, nope, I'm all alone. <laughs> what, hey, was the, so, uh, what was the game we used to play where we had like like six or seven different versions of saves and they were all just the initials of the people playing? <laughs> that's well, I, mean, I swear that was My you, divinity Caleb, saves look like that. I mean, yeah, that's what my divinity says. Maybe like. it is it's divinity. probably okay. divinity. Yeah. Probably yeah. Well, I'm looking for the one that's uh, A A C J. Got it. There it is. A A C J is us. You got it. So just yesterday, this article went up on PC Gamer saying that they're doing an official Game Master campaign in the Dark Eye universe. Whoa. What is the Dark oh. Eye universe? I have no idea what the universe is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but the point is, Larion is writing a story that we'll be able it's to like run campaign, in GM yeah. mode. That's right. awesome. There's that a bunch of cool. them on the workshop that are really highly rated. Yeah, hmm. I've thought about just grabbing one of those. That would be cool too. I just oh, like to do voices, cool. so that's why I want to run a campaign. <laughs> is that <laughs> so, a bad reason? No, it's a great reason. That's but, just like one of my least favorite things to do. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> I mean, I don't hide it. Um, 
I'm look, looking for other things just that are happening on Saturday. I don't know if anything else popped out at you guys. Um, I mean, acquisitions I, is happening. Yeah, is anybody going to acquisitions? I'm sure that line is going to be freaking incredibly. I probably long. will. I don't I know that I. Will. I mean, I'll play it by ear, but I imagine that and actually the make a strip in the morning I might go to. Jake, I'm surprised you're not going to fake romance real feels. Let's safely GM sex and relationships. Well, I don't have anyone to go there and hold my hand the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to go. Because it's um, not safe. Yeah, sure. <laughs> back on Friday again. We're going back. What? Wait, why are we going back? <laughs> what the Friday? heck? We asked about Friday like 20 times. Well, what I didn't doing? see anything cool, but this there's this, this one called uh, To Serve Her Wintry yeah. Hunger, which says it's a full audience playthrough. Yeah. Of? What? Uh, to Serve Her Wintry Hunger. That's the name of the game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> A story game where so you take the stupid. role of spirits sent out to capture a lost human and drag them home for supper. That sounds less... Wait. Okay, it sounded so good until the very last <laughs> <Yeah>. word. Supper. <laughs> supper. For supper. Mm. And, yeah. If you're what dragging lost spirits home... Wait, so is it like a mother? I don't know. Like a wraith or something. I don't know. But it's not a wraith. She's bringing... Wait, is she going to eat them? Now it's more interesting. Yeah, no, I, think I wasn't gonna sure if he them. said for supper if it was the spirits are going to eat her or she needs to eat supper so they're going to get her. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Spirit. I think the spirit is the lady. You're going out to find other people, like your wayward children. You take mm. on the role of spirits sent out to capture a lost human and drag them home for supper. You are not taking them home so they can eat. No, no, I'm pretty sure it's so they can eat supper. There is no <laughs> way that is the dumbest lie. game. So What's the name of the game again? <laughs> to serve her, her wintry, wintry hunger. hunger. Yeah, no, you're a wraith eating people, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's, for sure. It's their soul. You need How their soul. How does anyone interpret it the other way? <laughs> because it I don't get it, though. Great. So I looked up this game separately, and it says it's for one facilitator and four players. And this is saying this is a full audience playthrough. Yeah, there's no way that, that, that just well, that maybe, not, it, maybe it's a they have a in, full audience and there is a playthrough. No, they're doing it in the really small theater that only seats four. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pre-register. I just thought that was interesting. That's going to be like the audience playing the game. Okay, Alex, we're on Saturday. <laughs> okay, okay. So this, so this stick is, with me here. I got one for it's Saturday. Like Twitch plays Pokemon, but yeah, yeah. Oh my know. gosh, that sounds abysmal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, one for Saturday, The Business of Butt Jokes, mm -hmm. uh, Cyanide and Happiness, Cards Against Humanity, and the guy from Osmati Games. It just says, they seek to educate you on the fine art of butt jokes by discussing the absurd amount of work that goes into crafting a dirty quip. Panelists would also take questions and suggestions from the audience, attempting to make mm. your bad jokes work on the fly. Am I the only one that feels that, that those three groups of people you mentioned don't make good jokes? Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds miserable. I don't know. I want I want something at PAX to be like uh, the present your game idea panel at PAX East. They have that. What is is it? Present your game idea. It's not present your game idea, but there's one that's uh, it, it talks about like how to develop your board game or something like that. That sounds it, completely different. I don't want yeah, people to like uh, like be like, oh yeah, this is great. I want them to murder people on the spot when they give their game idea. <laughs> oh yeah, no. <laughs> this is this is the. Uh, Oh, I have this idea, and I, I, I need some ideas on how to like actually get it to launch off the ground. Mm. So it's not Shark Tank for board games. No, I no, think that's I, what Aaron wants. No, I want mm. the guy who walks up and says, "So we all know that PCs support twenty-four mice at the same time." 
Yeah. So, <laughs> eight on eight on eight octopus battle. Uh, I like I like battle. that plan. That was a good plan. Freeway octopus battle, man. Freeway octopus. That was that was the that was the video game suggestion last year. All right, I'm out. Gotta go. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> then he just left. I know. There needs to be no words. The smallest no, tw- man. Twenty-four mice. The smallest man oh, was also mice, great. Mice, not microphones, not mics. No mice. Mice. Okay. mice. I mice. feel way better now. <laughs> Smallest man fits in a hat. Oh my gosh, smallest man. And Burns Baby Burn was really the good, the good Oh one. my gosh. When he first said it, and everybody's like, oh, and then he started explaining it, and it was even worse than what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. So you play the role of a person on a conveyor belt, and you're just looking at babies, and you decide which ones get burnt and which ones survive. Oh my. You gotta be not racist about your baby. <laughs> That's right. Very important. <laughs> <laughs> that that pitch right there is why all these race ones are on Friday. <laughs> They're to try to weed those people out and be like, maybe I shouldn't present this. Uh, other things for Saturday you guys have seen. Saturday, Alex. Saturday that you have seen. Saturday, <gasps> you say. Oh, on Ooh. Sunday, there's this. Shut up! <laughs> okay, I did just find one for Sunday. But... Shut up! Sunday in a second. I've, I've got a good one for Saturday. Yeah. It is the unconventional tabletop games. I saw that. It looks so weird. It looks weird, but I was about it when they were like, you can have it food related. And I was like, I'm in. (laughs) If you're telling me we can figure out a game that I can eat, I am there. It's called eating. You just eat. Like, you're allowed. (laughs) Just do that and do something fun. That's one of the best games. I mean, I I like this idea because, like, that, uh, that escape the room that we tore up and everything. At uh, East last year, that was really cool, and that was I, oh, yeah, I that grouped cool. that into this sort of unconventional game idea stuff. Yay, nay, yeah, 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 right there. Yeah. Probably not quite to the level that these things seem like they're talking about in the description. Yeah, no, but... some of these sound really weird. Now I'm reading it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a deep cuts panel, which yeah. is just about There's like deep cuts, cutting stuff, like games that are obscure or like take a lot of effort to get into but they're supposed to be like super rewarding mm. seventh continent <laughs> yeah that takes a lot of effort <laughs> yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like that really horrible cthulhu themed game yeah, cheapest... mentions of madness cheapest board no, game you've ever not even that one that i was thinking of Oh wow! You've not played Mansions of, of Madness of a different one that's also really terrible. You're probably thinking about uh, Mansions Arkham... of Madness. Yeah, Arkham Horror or yep, Eldritch yep. Horror, one of the Eldritch two. Eldritch Horror, that's what it is. The game is very hard, but I could see I, it being good. You, don't play Mansions of Madness. Oh man! Yeah, when I bust open a board game and it's got like a thousand pieces, literally, <laughs> I just I start quivering so you, ha- you haven't played gloomhaven yet oh dude mm-hmm. i want to play gloomhaven i looked so inside badly. the gloomhaven box that caleb <laughs> yeah. has and i was intimidated to say the very there's least there's so much in that you box know what, let's be so- honest i looked at the box before it was open <laughs> and enormous. i was intimidated it's, it's like i find it funny because like everybody that i know that owns a gloomhaven has never played it um and the two the two board game places here in kansas city that i like to go to where they sell board games they're like yeah we can't even keep a gloomhaven in here because they're always sold out but no one plays them 
No one I know that has. Everyone just wants one. to look at Even it. Even the it's guy just... behind the counter at this at Mission Board Games, he's like, "Yeah, I've never played it. I own one." Never played it. <laughs> it looks cool on my shelf. So you've got like five people that you know that own this game and have never owned I was, it. I was actually talking about this uh, earlier today with one of my coworkers because he has Gloomhaven and he's still is like, I might sell my copy because he's like, I don't have anybody to play it with. Like, I can't get four people together to play this game with me and like set it up. And I was like, dude, I will buy it off your hands. I want to play Gloomhaven so badly. Yeah, but you're not going to play it either. You're just going to put it on your shelf. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I have friends that i play board games i think with. the problem is you need like to say hey for six hours this saturday <laughs> six? we are going to set up <laughs> really and the then Gloomhaven for six game hours game. on sunday okay. we're gonna play it there you go because <laughs> like, yeah that's it, you gotta have a sleepover basically that's the only way to get it done it's like the uh player version of um trying to put uh, or trying to do um werewolf legacy ultimate werewolf legacy because you have to play that with, I think that it's like 12 to 16 players. Oh, my God. And that to do a 12-month awesome. campaign with 12 to 16, I mean, imagine trying to get that many people together. Granted, it's not for as much time each time you play, but yeah, trying to coordinate, well, trying to get 12 I mean, people together just... once a month. No. <laughs> yeah, it's not playing a legacy game and you can't well, change people but out. Think, well, you say that, but think about like all the softball leagues and kickball leagues and stuff like that that happen where... 12 people to get together every Wednesday yeah. for one to team drink to go and play kick another... around the ball. It's not yeah, but that here you're hard. drinking yeah. and finding to drink a werewolf and play a game. Yeah, right. whatever. To drink and play. Yeah, you if would it's have only to... a one hour commitment, that's the key. People you would have to be like, all right, this week, this day every week at this time, we're meeting. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much the only way we get D&D campaigns to work. Right. So, yes, that's true. So not to derail us a little bit, but how fucking long have we been doing this? An hour and six anyone... minutes. We're yeah. fine. We're fine. We are okay. not fine. Right, I just want to check. Anything Is anyone on... going to listen to this? Anything on Sunday. There's another acquisitions. Is there another one? <laughs> it's the C the team. The C team. Oh. oh, fuck yeah. I might go to that. Wait, who's yeah. the C team? It's another oh. group. It's the smaller <laughs> A team. Surprise, surprise. Wait, there's no B team. It goes straight from A to C. Correct. Probably. Does C stand for something? Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm content. Um, <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys see the one that's this is a puzzle, this is a game? What's that about? Yeah. I didn't actually it's, click on it's it. It's Mike Selinger. Uh, and he's talking about designing puzzles within games. Wait, did he betray you, Caleb? Oh, <laughs> In some way? Betrayal, uh, Thornwatch, Pathfinder, Adventure Card Game. Yeah. It sounds you betrayed neat. us with Thornwatch. Oh, I think it's pretty good. Wait, are you admitting that that's not a very good game? Sometimes it's good. Sometimes I, it's a piece of garbo. I yeah. still, I still think it's the the amount of spaces on the board. When we play tested yeah. that game, I thought it was lame and boring. And y'all like, all like, "No, it's gonna be great." And I was like, "Nah." I like a lot of the mechanics. Some of it is great. Yes. Some of it is not. The mechanics are cool. The uh, initiative path thing is cool, how that works. Oh, I love some that. of the campaigns are just weird, and I think they're weird because of the game board itself. Because it's like, it's a little okay, small. well, I can move one space, and I can be attacked by the enemy. The board. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what? That doesn't really make any sense, but okay, cool. Uh, other things for Sunday? Sunday? When do we move to Sunday? We're on We've Sunday. We've been on Sunday. Oh, That's when the C team get it together. Plays. Sorry, I completely. I guess I fell asleep somewhere in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, no. Sunday. 
And so they, they just don't have concerts at this one, huh? No. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> surprise, surprise. They got lots of magic. You gonna play some magic, Jake? Mm, you know, I'm busy that day, actually. I'm going to the C team. <laughs> I mean, there's there's some interesting things happening in the magic stuff that I will barely do. <laughs> Did I, you say I, that last year and you did a whole bunch of magic? I did much. I was planning on doing so a lot much. more last year, and I did a lot more last year. <laughs> this year, the my game plan is to literally do the 10 a.m. mini masters that I think I did with Sam last year. Yeah, and I kicked your butt. You did. Ooh. Uh, that was, and, and then you conceded the match over to me, so I could yeah. then go to the next guy <laughs> who conceded the match to me, and then I had a buy all oh, the way yeah. to the finals, and I lost to that guy, and then he just gave me the entire winnings because he didn't want to carry it around. God. So basically, Owen you got basically like trimmed. 40 packs of cards for the price of one. I, not even the price of one. It was free. Yeah, that was, pretty good. That was like the entire point of like why I wanted to do it. It was, it was like this thing is fucking free. Yeah. Um. Uh, did you guys see the costume party assassins that's happening at twelve thirty on Sunday? Yeah. What is that about? Yeah. Thirty-two player event. You're going to a party and it's to die for. Learn how to play costume huh. party assassins and get prizes for just participating. I, I mean, I like I said, but I, I saw that. Really I was, what is that? It's about? a hidden role game, I think. Yes. From what I was looking. But I'd have to bring a costume to mm. Philadelphia. It just or you could go to Philadelphia and buy one. If you come in costume, you can earn extra prizes. So that's not required. Oh, not guaranteed. No. Well, yeah, but you're, that's not any fun. You're if there you don't. for prizes. <laughs> I also really want to know what Noir Automata is. I always read it as Near Automata, get excited, and then go, oh, no, that's different. Wait, what? Noir, Noir Automata. Automata? I never yeah. saw is this on Noir Sunday? It's yeah. on Sunday at noon. It's a noon. tabletop tourney. Hosted yeah. by level 99 games. Single elimination, 16 players. Oh, yeah? yeah. Thanks for those deets, Jake. I, you asked, my dude. I put Noir Automata into, into Google, and it yeah. says, do you mean near? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it shows like, me this yeah, video probably. game. <laughs> it's like, you know game what? of Second hidden thought. identities and deduction. I don't know. And if everyone was wondering what I was excited about on Sunday, it was Lord of Waterdeep. Oh, <laughs> Only because of the memes, though. I've okay. never played Lords of Waterdeep. Okay. Not bad. Lord of Waterdeep. What about this expo hall? It looks so way bigger than last year. Doesn't it? Like, the number of things that they have out looks way bigger than last year. Yeah. Significantly bigger. Which is I don't exciting. really know board game companies like I do video game companies, so I don't really have... Right. Yeah, same. Well, Avalon yeah, Hill is not going to be there, these. which I'm kind of sad about. Like Love most of the things will. that I would recognize they will. would be publishers, not like, actual. Yeah. Plaid right. Hat's over there. Paizo's there. Wizards of the Coast. Wizards Fantasy of the Coast, Flight, yeah. Freaking Carolina Game Table showing up again. <laughs> Motherfuckers. I mean, most of these names I don't really recognize. Lay Waste is going to be there. Oh, Lay Waste, again. yeah. They're, they're going to be selling their... <laughs> What was the name of that game that you play with the skulls from Dragoon? Yeah. I don't oh know. gosh. And you like flick the skulls. Heads will roll. Yeah. It literally right. you pay $20 for the rules. So good. <laughs> well, Z Man Games, makers of Pandemic. Mm. 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 Maybe they'll talk about season three. That would be nice. So, see you coming out here soon. 
Good thing you guys have played season one and are currently playing season two. <laughs> oh, Catan Studios, so excited. Good <laughs> thinking is not going. Um, anything else on Sunday that you guys saw? Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. Well, we're an hour and 42 minutes in, so we should probably, you know. It's a little long. Yeah, we're going to have to stall for time now. (laughs) Um, In case you are interested, like I mentioned before, tickets are still on sale. If you're listening, they're still on sale for PAX Unplugged. Um, They are low on three-day passes, but you can always just buy a single-day pass and come check it out. Um, But yeah, we will probably be back. I don't know if we're going to do our post-PAX podcast right after, because it's going to be like, yeah, I don't know, maybe going to be crazy it's gonna be very quick after we get back from philly but anyway uh yeah so be looking forward to that we will have in our post packs podcast and then um i guess at the beginning of next year because we can't do our game of the year podcast in december anymore like we did it the first time but be looking Why forward to that this? As well. it's better next year it is <laughs> how we're doing it now um Again, if you uh, are just joining us for the first time, thanks so much for joining us. You can check out the other stuff we have on our website uh, at wearethehorizon.com, uh, and we will we'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, Owen Patterline, and our special guest, Sam Stanage. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrial.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.